Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you're listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work. We talk about things that matter to you, the worker, on the workplace floor. Not your boss, not your manager, not the business owner, but you. So what do I want to talk about today? Beating unemployment. Why is that important? Well, let me give you this snapshot. You know I love stats on workplace. So... There are 247 million people in the United States, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Here's the fancy term, civilian non-institutional population. Well, of that 247 million, 155, almost 156 million are in the labor pool. So what's up with the other 100 million? Well, 146 million are employed. That's about 60% of the population overall. Uh, And about 9.6 million are unemployed. Hence, and this was through the end of 2014, hence 6.2% unemployment. That's the number that you hear often. Now, here's the really scary number, and you can get all this at bls.gov. 92 million are not even in the labor force. So we've got a big issue with unemployment. And so I want to talk a little bit today about beating unemployment. So 9.6 million people unemployed in our country. And of that 92 million not in the labor force, of course, that includes children and, you know, the elderly that are no longer working, retired. It includes everyone. But there's a significant portion of those folks also that just stopped looking for a job altogether. So, you know, I'm not the economist or the experts, but the, the truth is that The unemployment rate that's uh, quoted out there does not include the entire population. So I'm going to talk to you folks that uh, don't have a job or you're looking for a job or it's been so doggone long, you're not even looking anymore how to beat unemployment. Now, you know, I love to find resources that are good resources for workers. And Forbes.com had an article Uh, Back in March 21st, 2012, it's a really, really good article on 10 things to do while unemployed. I want to hit those and we'll we'll make sure there's a link to that article, but I want to hit those top 10 things. So these aren't in any particular order, but the top 10 things that you should do while unemployed, according to this Forbes.com article are one, take a temporary or contract assignment Two, take a class three volunteer, four, start your own business, five, start a professional blog, six, follow stories on hot industries and job functions, seven, 
Use the time to come up with ideas. Eight, make connections. Nine, follow up. And 10, key words. The cool thing about a podcast is if I said those too fast, stop, rewind it, and listen to them again. So here's the thing about those top 10 things to do while unemployed that I found very interesting. And that is within those, at least nine of those, there are three things an employer wants from their employees. And even while you're unemployed, you can really stand out to an employer by embracing these 10 tactics. So I want to give a real shout out to Jacqueline Smith, the writer of this article, because I thought it was phenomenal. So now I'm putting on my management manager owner mind here as I think about these 10 things. And there are three things that I want to see from my employees, from my staff, uh, or for someone who I'm going to potentially hire. Number one, relationship. How are these people, how are they with people? You know, and am I going to be able to build a relationship with them? For me, when I hire you, when you work for me, when you work for an employer, what we're looking for is people that we can build relationship with. Can they build relationship with me? Can they build relationship with the rest of the staff, the rest of the team? Can they build relationships with our client, whether those are internal vendor type clients or suppliers or whether they're external clients like the the customer who walks in my door or calls our 1-800 number. So, one, is there a relation is there's a is there a relationship factor there that um, I can grab? Secondly, learners. I'm looking for people on my team that are learners. These are people that self-improvement, they want to get better. These people tend to also be coachable learners. I'm looking for learners, managers, leaders, business owners. They're looking for learners. And then the third thing is self-directed and ownership. Are these people who you don't have to tell them to do the job. They're going to do the job. Give them instructions. They're going to get it done. They're going to own it. If a problem comes into them, the goal is not to pass the problem on to someone else. When I receive the call, when I receive the issue, if it's within my scope, within my power, uh, or even if it isn't, but I have the wherewithal to get it done, I'm going to own that issue. I'm not passing that client or that problem on to someone else. So those are three things as uh, an owner, business manager, supervisor. Those are three things that I think are essential to see in a worker on the workplace floor. So how can the 10 things that Jacqueline Smith talks about in this Forbes.com article, how can those 10 things help highlight what employers are looking for? Again, someone who has the relationship factor, someone who's a learner, someone who's self-directed and and displays ownership. I think you can look at her 10 things and break them down into these three areas that I think are crucial uh, for employees. Okay, the first, relationship. And by the way, this is like the best interview you could possibly have if you're unemployed. So one, 
taking temporary or contract assignments, uh, she says in this article. I I think that's so spot on. What a great way to put on display your abilities, your skill sets, your ability to interact with folks. You have got basically a live dry run interview, right? This is like interviewing for the job by doing the job. It's a great interview. And so if you take this staff, according to Jacqueline, don't be afraid to take on contract work or part-time work or whatever, right? You know, get over this, I'm better than that hurdle. You just got to put that down, right? Maybe it's just me, but this idea that, well, if I can't get the exact job at the same level that I had it, then you know what? I'm I'm just going to wait. Listen, there's this truth, right? An old proverb. I love it. It says, don't despise small beginnings. Start wherever you got to start. And sometime during that unemployment season, contract work, you know, part-time work, temporary work, those are opportunities to do an interview by doing the job. She also talked about volunteering. So I, again, ditto everything I just said about contract work and temporary work. Sometimes There's a lot of employment. I don't know the stats. Google it. You can find it. But there's a lot of employment that births out of volunteering. Sometimes those organizations will take you on permanently as full-time or part-time staff. Sometimes you just meet the right people while volunteering, bumping the right shoulders, that turns into employment opportunities. Volunteering is just networking, right? But again, it's this opportunity to interact, to do a job function and be seen. It is like the best interview ever. And then third, she talked about making connections. And this one is key. If you're looking for employment, just let me help you. 85% of jobs are filled through networking, not online, not resumes and applications. They're filled because someone I know that I have some level of trust said, hey, you should talk to Rick. Uh, I, I vouch for this guy, really good person. I've seen him in action or I've, you know, I've heard about him. Here's his resume, right? It's that idea of if you can connect to someone that the manager knows and there's at least some level of credibility through that relationship, then by my resume or my name going through that person that has relationship with the employer, you just stand a better chance. Why? Not to get the job, but at least to get in front of them. So when you think about the relationship factor, this ability to uh, connect with people. So these three things are crucial for the relationship factor. Taking temporary or contracted assignments, volunteering and making connections. You get the opportunity to interview ahead of time. And you get this opportunity to bump shoulders and meet people and make connections. It's networking. Uh, okay, so that, that next thing that employers like to see in their staff or the people they're looking to hire, it's that learning ability. That Are you a learner, someone whose self-improvement uh, is important to you and you own your, uh, your development, you want to get better, and you're coachable, learner. 
So this is something that's big to me. And this is, uh, I write about this in uh, the book that's coming out in 2016. I know you've heard a lot about that. But take a class, she says, uh, one of the other top 10, uh, start your own business. So these are both, I think the thing about these that I, I think fall in this bucket of the learner uh, factor Deeper skills deepens opportunity. I talk about this in the book. Deeper skills deepens opportunity. Your ability to learn more at the end of the day makes you more valuable. And even when you're unemployed, you can deepen your skills. Take a class. So find out what's going on out there. What jobs are important? I'll talk about that in a second. You know, where's the hiring going or what's my industry doing? Learn specific things that they're looking for and find ways to educate yourself on those things, right? If the job you want, uh, there's this need to really understand P&Ls. You know what? Take a class on P&Ls. Read a book on P&Ls. Find an online class around profit and loss statements and balance sheets and how to, whatever it is, whatever the function is, figure it out and learn it. Hey, if you're out there in the workplace and you sweat for a living and there's this new hot machine in your industry that's really working, get a manual and read that thing. Most manuals are online or take a class or find out more about it. Self-educate yourself if you have to but learn more. Why? Because deepened skills deepens opportunity. And when the employer that finally hires you or is looking to hire you says, so, hey, what did you do for these past six to eight months? I see you didn't have any employment. Well, I was constantly looking for a job, but there's some things I also did while I was doing that. I was taking time to really self-educate myself uh, around some of these new things that I'm, I'm learning uh, or seeing play out in our industry. That's the learner factor, right? That's being a self-learning oriented person. And then she talked about starting your own business. And so this is something I've done for sure. Uh, and this is not for the fainted heart. It's also not for the broke of pocket. You've got to have the resources and the time and the energy to do this, or you'll find yourself like I found you know, over a decade plus ago, you'll find yourself broke, busted, disgusted, bankrupt and starting all over again. So just be really careful on that. And there's a reason that there's a small percentage of the population that actually leaves the workplace to start a business because it's tough. Right. And so you have to have both the idea, the resources um, to put into that to make it work and uh, of course, the re resource includes the right people, the right contacts. So uh, all of those things are important. But again, uh, out of out of her top 10 list of things to do while unemployed, these are two great ways to prove yourself as a learner, a self, uh, you know, a do-it-yourself improvement kind of person, someone who takes, you know, their development in their own hands, someone who's coachable, someone who wants to do better and be better. Because if you want to be better and you're on my boat rowing, guess what? My boat's going to row a little bit better. And that's how business owners, managers, that's how they think. Okay. And number three, are you a self-directed and, uh, or just a person who takes ownership? Let's, let's make it a little bit simpler. This is the 
ownership-oriented person, someone who owns it, right? And, and when I think of that, here's what I really think of, initiative and leadership. So are you someone that shows initiative and leadership? What do I want to see from my staff as an employer, as an owner, as a, a business owner, as a manager, as a supervisor? What do those kind of folks want to see? Initiative and ownership. Am I going to have to handhold you, babysit you? Am I going to have to do any of those things? So when you look at these top tens from the Forbes.com article of things that you can do while unemployed, I think three of these fall into that category for sure. One is uh, follow stories on hot industries and job functions. So I'm going to encourage you to go back to season one, episode 41, where I talk about tips for targeting career opportunities. And I give you a list of resources like salary.com and some other resources that will enable you to know what is going on in a particular job category that's out there or an industry. You can learn what's required on that job, what you need to do, what trends are around that job, what kind of education or training you need for that job. You can learn all of those things. And while you're in the season of unemployment, get at work, get busy, learn what those things are, and then get out there and self-educate yourself and figure out ways to do those things or find yourself, take part-time or contract work in those areas specifically. Again, season one, episode 41, tips for targeting career opportunities, a great list of things that will help you follow what's hot in industries and particular job functions. Next, she talked about using the time to come up with ideas. And I, I think this one, oh man, this is so simple to do and it's so overlooked. Let me step back for a second and not just talk about the world of unemployment versus employed, et cetera. Th this one is big, um, whether you have a job now or not. Everything that you are doing now in your job is a strong builder of the muscle that requires or that allows career progression to take place. Let me say that in a simpler term. The job you have now or the job you had before unemployment, you learn things and you can apply those things into almost any job you do. I, I don't have time in this show to go through that but you can. It's something simple as a job that requires you to interact with people. If you take that seriously, there are things you can learn in that role that will absolutely apply to the next job you have that will require you to interact with somebody, whether it's on the phone, in person, you know, cross the hall, it doesn't matter. Anything that you learn in the job today has an applicable skill that can lead to development if you pay attention to it when you get to the next level or in the next job. So Ms. Smith talks about marketing campaigns and things like, uh, you know, how can you increase revenue? How can you cut expenses, bottom line impacts to the business? You know, how can you make the customer more, you know, appreciative? How can you improve the client experience? Everything you do now in your current job you know, or the last job you had, there were things that you learned or should have been learning, right, that can improve these things. What's the point here? The point is simple, 
Ready? Take your experience and convey how those experiences can improve what the employer needs, right? Take your experience and convey how those experiences can be used to improve what the employer needs right now. I'll say that even simpler. You ready? Take what you do best or what you've learned best and apply it to what they need most. All right. And then the final one here, follow up. I thought this was a pretty interesting stat that uh, Jacqueline Smith quoted in this Forbes.com article. Uh, Two thirds of those submitting resumes don't follow up. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Most managers, business owners, employers, they don't want to hire you if you're not going to follow up. I mean, not following up is the quickest way to really ruin a client's experience. Not following up is the quickest way to ruin the experience of, you know, important contacts to the business, whether those are internal or external contacts, whether they're a customer that pays, whether they're a vendor supplier or someone that uh, that you need in order for your business to be successful. Follow up is so important big pet peeve of mine. I just get frustrated by people who don't follow up. So I hope today this show, and as you listen through at some point in this week, I hope that it has been very helpful. Again, big shout out to Jacqueline Smith for this Forbes.com article. Uh, The article was written, looks like in March 21st of 2012, 10 things to do while unemployed. And I will, again, uh, include a show link out there for you to take a look at. Uh, And if you follow those things during the season of unemployment, you can beat unemployment. I think in these 10 things, you can really highlight what employers want. They're looking for people that are relationship oriented. By the way, that's how you get hired through you know, networking and and connecting with folks that have relationships already. That's also how you do well on the job because, you know, you, if you can build relationships at work, you're going to be a better and a more uh, successful and a more valued employee. Are you a learner? Do you have that learning orientation? That's what employers and business owners are looking for. I'll say it again, deeper skills deepens opportunities. And then are you someone that's ownership oriented? Do you own it? Right. And if you look at these 10 things in this, this uh, Forbes.com article, I think they are great, great tips. So again, you know, I appreciate any good resource out there for the workers on the workplace floor. And I encourage you to go study that a little bit deeper. Hey, thanks to Christian Whitted, our producer, uh, to Sharvin Whitted, our All Things Everything Media, working real hard behind the scenes on our Twitter and Facebook followers. And we're going to expand that social media pretty soon. Uh, I know there are some other forums that many of our listeners are a part of, and uh, hopefully you'll see us include some of those in our blogosphere as time goes on. Until next week, God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.